Hello, book besties. Welcome to episode 11 of the Books and Mockers podcast. I'm Shy. I'm Em. Grab a drink, get cozy, let's talk books. Hi, happy new year. Happy new year. First episode of 2024. Yeah, crazy. I always go by, so funny, since COVID, I sort of like go by when COVID started. And it's crazy that COVID actually started in 2019. And here we are in 2024. Because it, it was like the end of 2019, wasn't it? And then it all mm-hmm. it all sort of blew up, sort of the beginning of 2020. Because we did, for lockdown one was March 2020, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, they were talking about in, wow. yeah. They, so they started talking about in February and then it all kicked off in, in March. Yeah. It's like four years ago. I know. How wild is that? That's mad. That is crazy. And it's it's still here. I don't think COVID's ever going to go. No, of course not. It's like the flu and every other mm. thing that has swept the world. But yeah, yeah wild. Yeah. Lots of exciting so, bookish plans for the new year. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say actually on bookish updates is I've seen quite a lot on TikTok and Instagram. If you're in the UK, the works apparently have an amazing in-store sale. So I've had a look online and I've not found a lot of sale stuff of of interest to me um but apparently the in-store sale is amazing i've not had a chance to go in yet but i am going to try and get in this weekend but yeah if you're in the uk and you have a works close to you might be an idea to jump in because i've seen a lot on on socials books half price down to sort of two pounds fifty three pounds so yeah if you're if you're looking for anything or just want to have a little look in i would definitely have a hunt in the work yeah, I'll second that actually. I was in Blue Water the other day and I went past the works and it was jam-packed as the works always is. If you live in the UK, you know that moving in the works just isn't an option. Like you just sort of go in there and you're like jammed in. But yeah, I saw the signs and they do look phenomenal. I mean, the works always, I mean, the works has such cheap books anyway. You can only imagine with a sale going on how good it's going to be in there. I don't actually have do I have anything? Well, I mean, it's, it's again, it's one of those weird weeks, isn't it? We don't know what day of the week it is. I've, I've been really good. I haven't bought anything off Amazon this week, which is shocking for me. But yeah, I think, I think we'll get back to normal this week and, and things will. Yeah. I want to, I want to just happening. say this. I know that we've just said happy new year, but as Emma says, we are in the week between new year and sorry Christmas. if that's confused you guys, because we're like 2024. And then I was like, you know, we're in the week when no one knows what's going on. I just want to let you guys know that we pre-record. So when you hear this, we'll be saying Happy New Year. But when we're recording it, we're a few days before the new year. So I'll just yes. throw that out there for you guys. Sorry for being confusing. But yes, we, we, we are pre-recording. So, but it is, it is Happy New Year still. So we'll go, we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, so we'll jump right in since we don't have anything else to share. Oh, actually, no, I have something that I want to discuss. Okay. Ruthless Vows, the follow-on from Divine Rivals. Now, I can someone let me know why in the US it came out on the 26th, in the UK we're waiting until the 4th. I've never experienced that with with a release before. I've Oh, I mean I've I've seen books that have different release dates for um the US and the UK, but usually we get it first. Um, I don't know if it's because she's American, maybe. I th- oh, I think she's okay. American. That was an assumption. But yeah, I was so excited. I was ready to, you know, get down to Waterstones on Boxing Day and no, that got shut down real quick. Oh, that's disappointing. Very. It's another beautiful cover. It is. I mean, can you see it above my head there? 
you say I that? can. It's absolutely stunning. I have to say that is it's one of my favorites on my bookcase. Same. It's beautiful. Same. Well, that's frustrating, but at least it's something to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. Mm, I could have done with reading it now, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that is the only thing when you have planned out your reading and you have a slot that you have a book put in and then you don't get the book. Yeah, I get the frustration. Yeah, and I'm also dodging spoilers left, right and centre because yeah. Instagram's the worst for spoilers. People just don't care. Like if they've read the book, they're going to let you know what they thought of it. And I've uh, it's really difficult. Yeah, but it's anyway. one of those, it, it gives you a little bit of a test on how quickly can you swipe. Yes. Yeah. I see the cover absolutely. and I'm like, nope, absolutely not. Yeah. Come back to me on the fifth. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Although if you think you're getting it on the fourth and it's finished by the fifth, slightly optimistic potentially but I could call in sick <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's I hope won't. our boss doesn't listen <laughs> I won't <laughs> you when <won't>. I could <laughs> um right let's dive straight in yeah um book this week really excited for this review we are doing the love hypothesis by Ali Hazelwood it's our first Ali Hazelwood book will I go in with blurb and then we can do ratings yeah Okay. As a third year PhD candidate, Olive Smith doesn't believe in lasting romantic relationships, but her best friend does. And that's what's got her into this situation. Convincing Anne that Olive is on her way to a happily ever after was always going to be tough. Scientists require proof. So like any self-respecting woman, Olive panics and kisses the first man she sees. That man is none other than Adam Carlson, a young hotshot professor and well-known ass. Which is why Olive is positively floored when he agrees to keep her charade a secret and be her fake boyfriend. But when a big science conference goes haywire and Adam surprises her again with his unyielding support and his unyielding abs, their little experiment feels dangerously close to combustion. Olive soon discovers that the only thing more complicated than a hypothesis on love is putting her own heart under the microscope. So, ratings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll go first. Do we go first? Okay. I'll go first. Yeah. Gave it a five star. Mm-hmm. I bloody loved it. And for spice rating, I went with a two. Okay. I've done exactly the same. Five oh, star. Really? And two spice. Yeah. Absolutely inhaled this book. I read it so quickly, but it was so good. I, I was obsessed. Absolutely yeah. obsessed. I mean, I said it to you. That was aside from Fourth Wing because I'd I done that real quick. This was my first romance that I got through in just a few days. Like I was, I was addicted. I couldn't stop. It was, yeah, it was so good. Ali Hazelwood, right up there with one of my new favorite romance authors. She can now do no wrong in my eyes. I know I've only read one book, but I've decided. Definitely, I think though you do get a really good feeling when when you read a book from an author. I think you you get a really good feeling of, you know whether you're going to like their writing or not one thing I really want to mention is the fact that it is in third person because that was actually one thing that we really sort of went in quite hard negatively on for Wreck the Halls was that it was in third person we didn't like it I'll be honest it worked in this book massively I don't know if it was just the way it was written if the fact that Wreck the Halls was Christmas holiday short period of time whereas this was you know sort of sort of different um but I I actually loved the the third person aspect of it I did yeah I think it has to be done in a certain way because we've discussed before sometimes with third person it's difficult to feel involved in the story it's difficult to get into it you feel like you're well as you should with third person you 
sometimes it's not enjoyable to feel like you're on the outside looking in yeah and it's difficult to feel immersed yeah it's awkward Mm. but she done it so well even with the spicy scene yeah because i mean the spice there was really only one intimate scene in the book but i thought it was done really well even from a third person because it it can feel a little bit like you're watching and it is it's Mm. a little bit awkward and uncomfortable to be honest though that one scene it was perfect for the book it's all it needed completely and I actually loved the fact that it wasn't perfect it was a little bit awkward it was uncomfortable for for the characters I loved the fact that he he was constantly sort of asking questions because Adam's character that that was very on character for him and Mm. you know kind of on his personality um and I I I absolutely loved it I loved the fact that they were both very very vulnerable with it and I I think it worked and I'm pleased that there were no more spicy scenes because that it was all you needed it it worked really really well and I liked the fact that it was close to the the back end of the book as well because you needed that that angst that build up and I mean the the characters were just built so well throughout the book yeah I liked that she didn't make it seem all prim and proper because that wouldn't have fit in with the characters and I think sometimes because sometimes authors are guilty of doing this where the the characters all through the book are really awkward and uncomfortable and then magically in the middle of this scene they get their their life together and they're like god gods and goddesses like it's it's not realistic and I think I loved that she done that for people because it shows that something can still be special and not be perfect. And I think that's amazing to read. And one thing that I actually really loved about it was that because it was awkward and uncomfortable at the start, Olive kind of wanted to give up, mm. um, but then they worked together really well. And and I love that because, again, it built further trust with them um, as a couple. And I just, I really loved it. And I think because sex isn't perfect. And I think when, and especially when you're reading about characters such as Olive and Adam, it, it's never going to be perfect. And I love that she did that for them. I, I really, really do. But yeah, it just, it, it worked really well in the book. Yeah. So speaking of characters, I think Adam Carlson has well and truly stolen our hearts. The guy can do no wrong. He is the perfect man. I was obsessed with him. I mean, I was obsessed with him from the scene in the bathroom where her contact lenses have gone a little bit haywire and she he walked in. There's just something about him that's really comforting and you just want to be like looked after by him. Like you want him to care for you. I can't. I love him. Yeah, I completely agree. He just he captured me from the very from the second he was introduced and I actually after the, the initial kind of bathroom scene and then obviously we come back later. He, oh, he was a bit of a dick. I mean, the the first couple of chapters, I thought, wow, this guy, you know, I was hoping it was going to be bathroom gags. Obviously, at this point, we didn't know. And yeah, I it, it took me a little while to warm up to him. But oh, my God, once I did, he is just he's incredible. He is the most I have to say out of all the books I've read, I would say he's one of the most thoughtful characters, which I find interesting because with his job and the way that he behaves in his kind of academic and professional life, there's very little thoughtfulness. So the fact that he is such a thoughtful person in his personal life, I was a little bit shocked. But yeah, I love him. 
See, this is this is where we're going to differ because I know you said it took you a couple of chapters and you felt like he was an ass. I didn't get that from him. I could mm. tell that his behaviour came from a place of care. And I don't know if it's because I've encountered people like that academically myself, but I, I knew, if anything, it made me like him more because I ended up thinking, you're so passionate about this thing. And I can tell that you just want science to progress. And I can tell that you just want these people to be the best. And maybe your delivery is not perfect, but I I still liked him for that behavior. I can't explain it. Maybe I'm weird. No, no, I get it. And the thing is, now looking at the book as a whole, I completely, I, I get that. And I completely agree with you. But reading it from just beginning, I struggled a little bit. But then once he explained, after after he and Olive had that that text conversation where at the end she was like, well, you know, fuck you. Which to be fair, I think also shows his depth of character and the care that he had for her even by that point because a lot of people have said, well, do you know what? I'm done with this situation. Mm. But I think after he explained a lot in that, after he had failed Greg, I, I got it. I was like, do you know what? Yet yeah, this guy just wants them to be the best he's pushing them because he's trying to get the best out of them he's not trying to break them and I think at the start that was kind of where I was going with it but no I I still love him I think that my issue was that I clung to the line that he said to her in the bathroom actually I don't know if it's an issue because it helped me but like when he explained to her that you have to be doing this for the right reason that's when I knew this guy's just really fucking passionate sorry excuse my language Mm. I've just now got passionate (laughs) But like, it was that one line that I was like, oh, you're really, like, you really care about this. So, yeah. I I think scientists are naturally passionate people because Mm. I think they have to be, I think to work in that field and to have, because, you know, I mean, they, they do talk a lot in the book about how staying in academia rather than going to industry, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, there, there's a lot of hard graft for not very much reward Mm. and I think you know you have to be a really passionate type of person to you know to be able to handle that but I also think sometimes that doesn't spill into your your personal life and I like that it it does with Adam yeah I mean you you have to have a cause don't you you have to have a reason for doing doing what you do otherwise it's just not worth it with the money and stuff so yeah yeah how did you feel reading about STEM? Because I loved it. I mean, I'm a massive fan of Big Bang Theory. So this book, I felt like I was just in one big episode of Big Bang for some reason. I I was living for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Big Bang as well. I, it's For me, reading about it was really interesting, especially since, you know, a lot of times I'm reading about kind of sports romances or sort of, you know, different sort of romances that don't touch on STEM at all so it was really interesting for me to read about it I really enjoyed it actually and I think actually loving Big Bang helped me because I could sort of visualize even likes of when they were talking about being in the labs you know I could imagine you know where they were obviously I create you know create the the place in my head but it was really interesting to think oh yeah okay I could imagine like you know Sheldon and Leonard being in here and doing this and Mm. um yeah massively it helped me but I just I actually found it really interesting I liked when they talked about the the STEM parts and that you know the science parts I really enjoyed that I did it 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 took it took me away from the romance for sort of five ten minutes and just made me focus on something else but yeah I really enjoyed it really liked it yeah agreed it was interesting yeah 
I just want to touch on some of the the thoughtful things that both Adam and Olive did. So we had, I think the the first thing for me was when they went to get the flu shots. And obviously we found out that Adam had this fear of needles, which again, for me, as somebody who he's a scientist, he's, you know, constantly doing all these experiments and working with all these tools and everything for him to be afraid of needles I just thought was so endearing but I loved the fact that Olive was like you know come I'll hold your hand you know we'll we'll do it together I just I I absolutely loved that also the um the protein bar at the conference when he came in obviously we we found out he doesn't like chocolate he made quite a big deal of saying to to all of you know I I don't like chocolate I think it's awful and then the protein bar that he had was covered in chocolate so he'd obviously brought that deliberately for Olive I think knowing full well that she wasn't going to eat because you know she she's done this before and yeah I I think as I just the likes of when he had after they'd been for dinner after the the conference and he carried her from the elevator because her feet were sore. And then hiding the conference flyers because she'd been really upset about what we know was Tom had said to her. But, you know, Adam didn't know it was Tom at that point. Um, You know, she was really upset. So he hid all the conference flyers. And just I just loved the relationship between the pair of them and just the thoughtfulness and the the little things they did for each other. I just thought was so endearing and just lovely. Yeah, I loved I love that. <laughs> the selflessness of him so obviously he was a Mm. keynote speaker and he had this massive thing going on but he didn't make a scene of it he didn't make a big deal it was all about her and her moment and then you know this is quite a big deal for him at the end of it when she's upset and he's like oh I've just thrown my pen around the the (laughs) when she's when he's like you know we're just screw the after party screw the everything I'm taking you away from here and we're gonna go we're gonna go out together by ourselves separately I love that because yet again, it's still a big moment for him and his career, but because she's upset, he can't see beyond that and he just wants to get her away from everyone and it just, it was beautiful. It was. (laughs) Yeah, and I think as well, for me, Olive was so relatable because I think we've all been, we've all been in that position where, you know, we've been doing something and it's maybe not gone right and we've been really upset and, you know, we know how that feels. And to have someone there that just puts your needs above theirs, mm. it, it's just, it's the most incredible feeling in the world. But then I think she was a very relatable character. For example, going back to the the beginning, when she initially kissed Adam in front of Anne to sort of start this, this whole ball rolling, I loved her little rambling apology sort of immediately afterwards. And I think that's such a relatable thing. Like for a girl, just to have that sort of constant rambling. Meanwhile, he's just looking at her, basically waiting to get a word in edgeways to sort of say, like, this isn't a problem. Um, And then obviously he teases her with the the potential of like the the harassment report and everything. But yeah, I just, I I just find her completely relatable. But his, you're right, selflessness is just, I mean, it shines throughout the entire book. But just, yeah, he's just incredible. I can't say enough good things about this character and how much I loved, you know, the the person he was. Yeah. I the one of the things that did annoy me about the book actually was the miscommunication. And like both of them knowing that they like each other, but neither of them saying it. And it was the scene in the coffee shop where he overhears her speaking about liking someone. 
Mm-hmm. And she did, and it was like such a good opportunity for her to be like, yeah, it's you. I mean, I get why the, the author couldn't do that, but I was just like, oh god, like just tell him, like this guy loves you, and he's loved you for probably years now since that first encounter. Just be on. It was so frustrating. But this was the thing. I got so frustrated at yeah that part of the coffee shop, but also the fact that they never told each other that they were the ones from the bathroom I know just like you you both know and even if the other doesn't remember it doesn't matter just tell them I mean I don't get me wrong you're right it would have made a rubbish book because it would have been over in a few pages but ah it it was super frustrating I think because just I think for me it was just the fact that I thought you are so perfect together you you know I wanted them to be together as soon as possible just because I wanted them to have longer together Mm mm-hmm yeah no agreed Mm. I mean one of the things that we tend to love in a book I think we've realized are the side characters we love the side characters in fourth wing we love the maple hill side characters yet again another author has come through with some phenomenal add-ons as I like to call them Malcolm brilliant had some brilliant one-liners in the the book absolutely love uh, love him and love him and Holden together yeah love that did not expect either no but it works it's a good Mm. it's a good and do you know what I thought that Malcolm was a little bit promiscuous at the beginning and I thought that maybe he didn't want a relationship but it was nice to see him in that dynamic I really enjoyed it and like like we say he's just funny he's so funny very funny and I think he's um Again, I know we we shouldn't compare um, to sort of other other characters and different things, but I kind of saw him as a little bit of sort of like a Howard Wallowitz, you know, kind of the Joker, but actually deep down, he just wants to be in a relationship, wants to be loved. Just, I I think, I just, I I think he's been, every time that she interacted with Malcolm, I loved it. And I loved the fact that he was the only one as well that knew that it was a fake relationship. And didn't say a word. We love the loyalty no. from Malcolm. He was so loyal Absolutely. all the way through. He actually reminded me a little bit. I, I forgot his name. Things we never got over. Naomi's best friend. Oh God, what's his name? Oh, um, oh Lord. And he ends up with the barber. Who? What are they? What are their names? It's um. Is oh it Jeremy? God. Is it Jeremy? No, Steph. 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 He reminds Who's me of Steph. Jeremy might be the one that he's with. Oh, Jeremiah. I think Jeremiah, that's it. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's Steph. It's Steph. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, yeah, I I get that completely. Just loyal to a T. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah. And also love Anne and Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. He was actually in the big. Oh, yeah. That's um, where we've got Jeremy from. <laughs> yeah, I knew there was a Jeremy somewhere. Jeremy's kind of how all this started, to be honest. Because it was yeah, thanks to Jeremy. Jeremy they, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I I just love the side characters. I think they were absolutely brilliant. And yeah, I mean Malcolm was my favorite. Just because I think he he was very funny. He his scenes sort of made me laugh out loud. They did. Yeah, agreed. One thing I loved actually in the book as well was the fact that we had a few and I actually I found that I really, really like this in books. Um, our text message exchanges. Yeah. 
I I actually really really like this. Um, and I found, I've I've read a few books recently that have had text message exchanges. I really really like it. I think yeah. just it adds another dimension. And I think you have to to see the because obviously what, when they're they're written in a book, you do have sort of the little text bubbles. And I I like it's usually kind of a little bit of flirty banter, and you know I I quite enjoy it. I really liked the, them in this book because I think it it allowed them to be a little bit more honest. Because I think in a text message you are, you know, because mm. you don't have that face-to-face interaction. And I love the fact that, um, well, I mean, one, I think when she had the initial text message um, interaction with him about Greg and, you know, it, it didn't go very well. But I think he explained things really well. And actually him being able to text that to her, I do question, especially based on her response to the text, would she have listened to him had they had that conversation face to face? I think it was good that actually he was able to get that across to her. Um, I also loved the fact that when he was in Boston without her, he was sort of texting her saying, oh, do you think I can get a pumpkin coffee and muffin back to you on the plane? And she's like, oh, I don't think you'll get it through security. And he was able to say, oh, well, I wish you were here then. You know, he's showing that that little bit of, you know, honesty like you know fr- from his point of view I don't see this as fake you know I do wish you were here not just because I can give you you know a muffin and coffee and actually I, I really enjoyed that one thing I wanted to ask you about as well was what did you think of the ending and the epilogue the sort of 10 months later I loved it I was uh, yeah. I, I loved it I mean the ending I, I would avoid the epilogue from right now but I just want to say the whole section of the ending where she leaves him and then she has the realization that no she actually has to let him know about was his name Tom? It was Tom, Tom. right? I, yeah. I, I keep getting confused. I'm like, Tim, Tom, Tom. Yeah. I cried. Oh, buckets. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, no, don't walk away from him. Like, this is your this is your happily ever after. But yeah, and then just seeing them together, it was nice. I loved it. I love an epilogue. We know that I do. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I think we, we need to maybe stop on Tom a little bit because I hated him. I mean, to be honest, I, from... Even their initial email exchanges, and I know this is something that you had commented on. Um, I I just didn't get a good feeling from him. I really didn't. And then when Holden had said to her, you know, just watch your back with Tom, I just thought there's something here. I mean, I would never have guessed it was gonna go down the way it did. I I didn't expect really no, I thought he would be difficult and maybe a little bit mean I didn't see the sexual harassment coming that that was a bit of a shocker for me actually but yeah I just I I didn't get a good vibe from him I really didn't oh see I knew that he was going to be slimy I can't explain it it, it well from the, the the emails I thought oh you're you're not very professional the whole will play it by ear thing that didn't seem very professional to me but then the first encounter I don't know what it was I picked up some dodgy vibes from him mm. and I I I knew that he was going to be a little bit sleazy and slimy. There was just something about the way he behaved and maneuvered. And yeah, yeah it was it was weird. Um, and the game that he played where she went to Adam's house and he sat down with her and they were going through it. And the fact that he made her think that it wasn't going to, nothing was going to happen as she's leaving, then he says, oh, I'll see you there. It's like, it's a power play and it felt, it, I didn't like the dynamic. No, it, it it didn't feel good. And I think I think the thing was as well, Adam was constantly building her up. And Adam mm-hmm. was constantly complimenting her and reassuring her. And then for someone to come along who also was, you know, came in as Adam's friend, 
for him to then sort of batter her down, I, I really didn't like it. I, I, yeah, I was not here for it at all. I, I didn't like the character. And then, yeah, when it all went down, I just thought it was awful. I think that when, when she does eventually tell Adam, and obviously she has a recording, which I have to say, I don't think she needed. I think he would have mm-hmm. believed her and taken everything that she said, you know, as gospel, as it was. But yeah, I, I'm so pleased that she went back and told him. Obviously for them and for their happily ever after, but also because, you know, people cannot be allowed to get away with this. And as much as it is, it's fiction. I know, like, you know, these characters are not real, but I love when they get their comeuppance. Mm. And the only, the only thing I would say is we know that afterwards Adam says, oh, he's being fired. It would have been good actually to see what other repercussions there were because he said, oh, you know, the the harassment whatever the report was they'll be in touch with you it would have been good to maybe see how that turned out um just you know to make sure that he did get his comeuppance I'm sure he would have but I can also understand the author just finishing you know on a high not not bringing that up um it was just kind of my personal feeling I thought I would love to know what actually happened to him Mm -hmm. it always comes down to as well because we discussed it with which book was it I think it was Icebreaker they go a couple of years into the future with the epilogues and I think it would have been nice to maybe have a little bit more than 10 months I I yeah and I, the only, when I got to the epilogue and it said 10 months later, I did think, oh, I would have liked a little bit further on, you know, maybe where we had like a wedding, maybe kids, you know, I, I do like to see yeah. how they are in the future. On saying that, I absolutely loved that they went back and did their first kiss again for their year anniversary. I completely understand why she did that. I, I really, really enjoyed that. It would have been nice to have maybe a bonus epilogue, which was a few years later, just to see where they were it would have been good to see professionally where they were because it you know I I massively want to see where you know Olive will go because you know she's incredible but yeah it it would have been nice to see where they were in a few years time yeah a hundred percent so yeah I think that's it from us for this episode I think we both absolutely love the book we would 10 out of 10 recommend it if this is your first Addie Hazelwood book I think it's a very good book to start with and we're excited to to read her backlog and and her upcoming releases because she's got two next year so they're going to be amazing I can already tell yeah I'm actually I'm really excited for her future releases but I'm I'm excited to read some of the stuff she's already done I think I when I first picked it up and saw it was third person I was a little apprehensive but it absolutely worked for me I loved the book and yeah I'm I'm excited for for more books from Ali Hazywood Mm-hmm. so yeah as shy says i think that's us for this week don't forget to come over to instagram at books and mockers pod and join in the conversation we are going to have some bits over there about the book and yeah we will see you next week yep speak to you next week bye bye